Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Lenora Fisher. She's the Director of Business Attraction at the Greater Peoria EDC. Lenora, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. It's exciting to have you on. I think that you're the first Director of Business Attraction that we've ever had on the show. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And I hope that you're going to spill all of your secrets and tell us everything (laughs) we need to know about business attraction. But first, how'd you get into economic development and how'd you end up in this role? Good question. I, let's see, I, I like to say if I had found economic development earlier in my career, I, I like it, it's, it's just brought all my interests together. So it's really fun to find it, but I didn't find it right away. Um, I started in, my degrees are in religion and politics of all things. Um, I thought I wanted to be a diplomat uh, and went I like into international conflict resolution and theology of all things. So sure. Uh, I got back, I got to it through a circuitous fashion. Um, I think I did a a J term in college on the South side of Chicago, where we studied how churches were making an impact in kind of rough areas and helping to like mediate gang conflict and, and creating jobs and things like that. And I thought that was, I was really struck by that. I thought it was powerful. And I think that really was the foundation of my interest in economic development. So I've since worked in politics and I worked in at the academy. I was at Wash U in St. Louis. I w- I've worked in advocacy. I've kind of done, I've done all things adjacent. And then a couple of years ago, a friend of mine uh, was hiring in a neighboring community, Morton, Illinois, um, for a community development and economic development person. And, uh, she gave me a chance. And so that's how I got started. And I just, I absolutely love it. Like it's, it's really, it brings all those interests together and it gets to impact my community every day, which is awesome. Right. You get to help people find jobs, which if they don't have jobs, Mm -hmm. then they don't have food, food issues. Mm -hmm. They don't have, uh, medical care, medical issues. They don't have, um, yeah. They don't have all these like societal, these problems that are great societal problems if they just have a job. And at the end of the day, that's what we're doing is bringing jobs to our communities. Exactly. So that's excellent. Mm-hmm. I and I'd imagine it. it's really... also kind of like being a diplomat in the sense that you're reaching out to people and you're um, bringing people together. And mm-hmm. sometimes maybe these aren't people or businesses that we necessarily would be interested in if it wasn't for this position that we're in, but we still really have to make the effort and we really have to, you know, open the door and and be opening and welcoming to them and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it really is powerful. I I just, it, it adds value. It adds meaning. It equips people to kind of move on in life, you know, move advance through goals and aspirations in life. It's kind of, it's just foundational to everything. And I just like, I appreciate how 
uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a power. It's important. It's empower. It's it's just very powerful, and it, it it matters to a community and and how people engage in the place of a community. And you know, it's just like it's all weaves together. So I, it is. It's pretty. Just it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic career. I just I'm so thankful. Well, that's wonderful. So, um, business attraction. What's business attraction look like in Greater Peoria? Ah, business attraction. So, uh, in Greater Peoria, I'm the first full-time person in this position in Greater Peoria. So before it was kind of, it was a contract position, uh, and is kind of an outcome of, I think the growth and opportunities that we've faced. Um, uh, and really I kind of focus on two things, you know, we've got both the outside outreach kind of opportunities, prospects, prospecting, excuse me, uh, responding to the opportunities that are coming through RFIs, and then also working on kind of how to be an attractive community, like what lo- things we can do locally to uh, be the kind of a community that um, businesses would be attracted to investing in. And so, you know, I'm a big proponent. Um, it sounds cheesy, but like I, I, like I recently discovered that book by Jay Garner. I mentioned it in my interview notes, like, you know, economic development is still not for amateurs, but like that book, it just, it's like the easiest 10 step, you know, chapter like thing. And it bullet, you know, it just kind of buckets it, buckets it down to really easy snapshot of like what we do, but right. Like it's like our properties really matter. Are there our products? Uh, our talent is so important how we grow it, quantify it, share it, attract more. Uh, and then the place making like be a place that people want to be. So, you know, it's kind of working on those things. Um, and it's all of it. Like, I mean, we get to, I, so I'm responding to RFIs. I'm, I'm building as many relationships as I can and I'm, and working on the other things. (laughs) That's excellent. You really broke that down. I think in a really good way, I liked how you said that, not only are you doing outreach and responding, but you're working to figure out how you can be a more attractive community. And, you know, we think about business attraction, we think about the first two, we think about going out and talking to businesses and saying, Hey, why don't you move to our community? And we say, and we think about responding to RFIs, but we don't often think about that be an attractive community. And it's right there in the name. Attraction needs an attractive community. I had never thought of that, you know, and you're right in, in Jay's book, he does talk about all those points and all those elements. And that is one of them. That's interesting. Let's talk about each of those three things, the outreach, the responding and the be an attractive community, I guess, one at a time. Let's start with a be an attractive community first, because that's the one that that's kind of interesting, I think, out of those. So yeah. how do you, you know, what, what does that entail for you? What does that look like? Uh, or what, and what are you hoping to um, do maybe in the future that you that you aren't able to do now? So, I mean, you know, every community has got its own challenges and opportunities, right? Because you build on your anchors, your assets, what's here. I think in uh, the greater Peoria region specifically, um, actually, though, but I mean, you know, it's like it's both singular and universal at the same time. But like in Peoria, the Peoria area opportunities that we have into being a more attractive community is we have a really amazing river city with a just a killer downtown and an amazing history like we were the original whiskey capital of the country 
Like we have been settled. I mean, they have tracked population here back, like, I think in like 10 million years. It's crazy. Uh, you know, it's this um, like really fertile soils, gorgeous topography. Um, and so, you know, we were the first French founded city past the Pyrenees, like, you know, with Port Creek Core, and uh, we just, and then because of that, we became the first whiskey capital. And then we became, you know, prohibition. So then we became the earth moving capital with Caterpillar and like, you know, we're, we're in the process of redefining and launching the next thing, natural fiber welding, circular economy. I mean, there's all this stuff in the works. So it is, um, it is this great place where we have kind of always had really an outsized punch for our size and, but you've kind of never heard of it at the same time, except if it plays in Peoria, some people remember that. Um, so, but we have, so all that to lead to say, we've got great architecture. We've got great assets. Like we've got this great building stock and like this really cool vibe, but it, it's a little desolate right now. Like our downtown is a little, I don't know, wide interstate type roads and sure. like no pedestrians. It feels a little empty. It's like, where are the people? Um, so and, you know, part of that's because office buildings, part of it's because they're, we've built the city for cars, not people. Part of it's, you know, cat's recent announcement. So, like, there's all sorts of things that contribute to that. But that's an area of opportunity. You know, what, like, you can, how do we activate this gorgeous downtown? Like, we have everything we need to do it. Like, so let's program it, give some attention to it, throw some resources at it, and, like, build the vibrancy that's possible. Um, so that's one one play where way we're working on it. We are working on a talent attraction campaign and effort, uh, which has brought together our uh, convention and visitors bureau, our economic development corporation or council, and our local chambers uh, throughout the region to, um, it's kind of a three pillared effort. We are, you know, pooling resources to build a marketing campaign. We are working together to welcome the people you know, kind of make the region sticky for people that are here. Uh, so, and plug them in, welcome wagon, like make, you know, help integrate newcomers into the community. And um, the, the piece we're still kind of thinking through and working on is that like an incentive, you know, most communities are doing that, but what would be authentic to us? Uh, mm -hmm. And um, that one's still kind of in conversation, but so that we've got a 10 year commitment to do that. Um, the part I'm the most excited about is the welcome wagon. Cause I think that matters. Like, how do you, it's hospitality at its best. Like, how, yeah, do, you so how, how do you do that? How, how does that work? Cause I've, you know, I've never seen yeah. that actually um, play out. Yeah. So what we're doing are uh, we've got kind of, we're doing newcomer mixers. So, you know, reaching out uh, to folks through various means and efforts uh, to identify our newcomers, welcome them. And then we'll do, you know, we kind of feature different assets. So like, we went to a country club with a pool and, and like, you know, we threw a big party at the country club or we had, we took them to the Riverman, a Riverman game and threw a big party there. And uh, just kind of trying to connect and network with each other, um, uh, help, help connect and network newcomers with each other. Cause we think that's the biggest, uh, you know, kind of the best way to help connect people. We have a um, local social media presence that actually was started by a resident uh, of the community. Her name is Angie Ostrovesky. Uh, she has, she's, she hit on her own accord built this uh, effort called Angie's Listings, where she features like the really affordable real estate of Peoria. And she herself has 
like more than 150 people have moved here from her postings alone. But through that, she has created a Facebook community. So like, it's really active and there. I mean, it's the best thing to, to read every day. Like, it's all like, it's all this like, welcome to Peoria, or I'm considering Peoria, or, you know, where do I get X, Y, or Z things? And it's really cool. So that's what another um, kind of program and effort that's available for folks. And then the third thing I think is really important is we created a job board, which um, at first I didn't understand its value. I was like, well, you know, there's Indeed and Monster and all this kind of stuff. But the but in digging further, what it does is it crawls um, kind of the participating employers' websites and and kind of combines it into just 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 our area. So just jobs in our area opportunities and resources and it's very clean it's very easy to use and uh we did that because oftentimes what you hear is like for trailing spouses right like how do i like if i'm looking at this area for this job like what is my partner gonna do or how do they find resources and stuff like that so um it just kind of helps streamline and consolidate and we found i mean that's we found really great like reviews and access and it's it's been a really great asset as well so those that's where we've started i think the sky's the limit we've got you know we're developing like branded materials and little boxes and we've got t-shirts and you know stuff like that to help reinforce the message but that's where the the effort has started and i think it's really taking off that you know the business community is starting to get excited we've done training programs with our realtors and our hr professionals to kind of like share the resources there, pool ideas and engage them. And I just think it's going to, you know, it's kind of grassroots and we've committed to it for 10 years. So I think, I mean, it's just, it's been pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. I had never heard of mm-hmm. um, organizations partnering and doing something like this, but I could see how something like that would make it very attractive because like you say, one of the spouses is looking at a job there and yeah, you know, what's the other spouse going to do? And mm-hmm. this gives opportunity and, and it makes it so much more welcoming. Mm-hmm. Good. So this is the, that was the be attractive part of what mm-hmm. you do. So let's talk about the outreach. How does that work? And what do you do there? Well, so we have, we're fortunate to have an act. Intersect Illinois is our, our state marketing agency. And so between Intersect Illinois and DCEO, they are doing a really good job. I've, I've been in this role for three years. Um, I And in my time, like Intersect Illinois has grown in its kind of outreach and efforts. And so they are bringing more and more leads. Our opportunities are growing through them a lot. So the need for me to do prospecting is is it like I get to focus more locally because they're doing mm. more and more and the opportunities are coming. Uh, so I, and they have a, some secret sauce that I appreciate and, uh, I get to benefit from, but I, you know, I don't have to subscribe to ROI, gazelle investment and stuff like that right. to benefit from the leads. But like, those are, those are great resources that have been recommended. Um, you know, their databases to try to, vet yeah, leads. right. So their databases out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. Um, the local things, we are a part of a really cool organization called TBIC, uh, which is another, which is a company that is is helping kind of family-run businesses in Europe that are looking to expand into the U- U.S. to kind of help them connect with op, like kind of smaller communities out, because like oftentimes you only know of the big metro areas. Right. Uh, and, and so they're trying to help build bridges and relationships with the smaller communities uh, in the country. Um, 
because that's usually a better fit, you know, like sure. a small right. family yeah, run business in Germany mm-hmm. is going to do better with a, a community that's more full of small family run businesses as well, you know? Right. Right. Um, so we're a part of that group and we, we participate in a lot of their programs, which just, just does some early, you know, early introductions and relationship building there. So that's one way that, uh, we do some prospecting and, um, yeah. And then just also participate, participation in like select USA and, you know, different site selector conferences and things like that. So that has been very valuable. I think, all of those efforts have really helped me. I talk about it like a game. It helped me understand the game mm-hmm. uh, that we're playing. It, you know, right. there is a there's a game. We're part of a process, and we want to make sure we're playing the best game possible. And uh, those are the ways we've educated ourselves, and we're going to continue doing playing that game better and better. Um, and we're going to win. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that. Playing the best game yeah. possible. That, that We might make that the show title. That's good. I like that. <laughs> All right. So now, okay, so now we've talked about outreach. So now let's talk about responding because that's the, mm-hmm. the, the final step. And, you know, in my experience, I think that's one of the steps that the communities fall down on is they've done all this good preparation. They've done all this good work, but they're sometimes they don't respond and they don't follow through. So, you know, what do you do there and, and how does that part work out? Well, so if the responding part is, I think um, that's where I think our property efforts are really important. So, right, like that, because like if our property or our products, which is mm-hmm. that again, Jay Gardner patented phrase and like props to him for that because it's brilliant. Um, so like... I spend a lot of my time. So being able to being able to respond to a business's needs, right? Businesses are making business decisions. This is like part of my education process locally. Like, you know, like they are they they they're right assessing cost, time, and risk. And um they, you know, and our job is to be able to try to provide, you know, to try to try to present ourselves as an attractive location, like to enter to be able to show how our product meets meets their needs and mm-hmm. to connect those dots right and it's a sale process as well but like it's really it's relationship building and it's like and it's when it's the right fit it's going to be the right fit and you want to be able to like speak and understand their needs understand your customer and 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 you know and respond to those needs and the biggest driver of that are your properties like you know, so what are your industrial park, you know, and like knowing what your assets are. So like, what are the like utilities? Like what is possible there? What is the timeline? What's the permitting? All the things like it's not, you know, it's, it's the infrastructure. It's, it's just the way it's our ability to respond to business needs and our ability to communicate that. And like our ability to like, know, know what it is that we have and like meet and connect those dots. Right. So I like I spend a lot of time working with like I, I want I like I want us to really just be dialed in on that. Like what what are our properties? Know what we have and like and know our audience and be a, like be excellent at customer service. Like so that's where I like at. And so like you know we I mean we keep in touch with folks. We respond to folks. You know we'll we'll of course like just kind of go through that kind of touch points and emails mm-hmm. and all the things. Um, but I, I do think that like, you know, it's, 
you know, the work starts at home is kind of what I, I put in like, in right. our, yeah, in, you put in that inquiry thing. It's like, it's like, that's it. Like, you know, be proud of what we have, make it really presentable, like put it, make it something you're proud of. And like, and so that when, when we get a lead and an opportunity to show it off, like, man, show it off. Like we got, we got something good. So that's, I don't know if that directly answers your question, but that's kind of where I spend a lot of time. Focus a lot. Of no, that's efforts. good. That that's wonderful. And I think that you explain that really well. We are in the customer service business and we are responding to businesses and they do have specific needs that are not tied to the same sorts of incentives that we have. And, and they're not going to choose or not choose our community because of something that we think that they should be concerned about or that we're concerned about, but they're going to choose it based mm-hmm. on their business needs and their business interests. And like you said, the mm-hmm. cost and the benefit and the risk. And our job is to present that information and get that information in front of them and, and obviously show it in the, in the best possible light. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, try to hide as much of the negative as possible or, or not yeah. hide it, but sort of downplay it. Don't and, lead and, with it. <laughs> right. Don't lead with it. Sell the benefit. And, but at, the, but at the end of the day, their business, time is money. They're just trying to make a decision that is going to move them forward. And we just need to be able to provide them with the information that they need to do that. And so knowing your properties, you're right. Jay Gardner um, is 100% correct. If we have um, no properties, we have nothing. We literally have nothing. If, we're, if you're an economic developer and you're listening to this and you're sitting in your community and you have you don't know what what's available in your community, if someone calls you and says, I need this, if you don't know if you have that, if you say, I got to get back to you and you know I'll call you next week, well, they've already moved on. The business has already thought about somewhere else and you know, th- this is our product. You have to know your product. You have to know what the costs are, what the, like you said, the utilities, all of that. So that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. I didn't it get is. it at first, to be honest. Like when I first got into it, I was like, why do I have to keep this database? Like this is like, it's already posted. There's already realtors doing all this stuff. You know, why do I need to recreate this and stuff? Like, I, I mean, it was a learning curve, but like, I get it. Like, you you know, you you're, you go around the, you, go, you respond to a few things and then you're like, oh yeah, that's why right. uh, it matters. Right. So you've been doing this for three years, right? You've been in this business attraction specifically. Oh, business attraction. So how did you, you know, how did you learn all this? Because obviously you you didn't have a background in economic development. Uh, What were the resources that you leaned on to to really figure this all out? Uh, I think I did the basic economic development course with the IEDC uh, Mm -hmm. and that was very valuable. And I also... Um, just the different site selector conferences. I, you know, I kind of, I like them all, like the area development groups, mm-hmm. the consultant connect programs, um, the site selectors guild programs, kind of all of them. And they, I, I find them all to be a little bit different and offer different variations, but I find them all valuable. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to kind of participate and, um, you know, we are members of IEDC, so continued education there. We participated with, you know, the Mid-America Economic Development Council as well. And I think just really trying to, my goal when I first started was to 
know my audience and without having direct lines to like necessarily business like direct businesses at the time you know the gatekeepers like in my mind site selectors are the professionals like they are the best of the best of helping businesses find locations or evaluate locations so if we can speak the site selectors language we can speak anybody else's language because you know it kind of like it it will it will apply to everybody so that's kind of where we that's how it makes sense yeah that's good so where do you see yourself in the future what are your next challenges what do you want to take on um i would well that's a good question we oh i mean i think we've got some work on the state level, probably on some reputation work. Uh, and I think Intersect's doing that. So my role as a, as a kind of a participant in that is it's, it's a little bit remote, but to really support it, you know, so we like Illinois has got to change the narrative about Illinois. Um, so there's some work to do there. Uh, we've got some good partners, I think at the state level that are working on that. So excited about that. Um, we could in Peoria that I would like, we're kind of, I'd like to see a few more industrial properties in the area, like maybe a mm-hmm. mega site. We've mm-hmm. got land, uh, but we kind of need to bring it up to speed if we want to sure. do that. And that's a big undertaking. So um, that will be uh, a goal area of mine for the next five years. And then I think, let's see what else I would like to. We're also working on really like leveraging and supporting our local businesses and kind of, and not just like our like CEO levels, but like some, like, you know, the different, the different kind of the HR professionals and the work, you know, the supply chain managers and stuff like that. So like kind of engaging businesses in several different, like, you know, kind of areas, uh, offices, um, to kind of, and, and, and kind of exposing the different effort program efforts and the ways that we support businesses to like the different players of the organizations mm. that we support so that, you know, uh, just to kind of take the effort for further and like help people know how we, what's available to them in the region. Gotcha. That makes sense. To help them expand and grow. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier when you mentioned intersect Illinois, you mentioned something else. DCEO or mm-hmm. something like that. What is it? What is that? I, I don't know, have any idea what that is. DCEO is the Department of Commerce and Economic oh. Opportunity, uh, and uh, it's the it's the state of Illinois. So there's this, and they kind of run the grants and the incentives and stuff like that. And Intersect Illinois is kind of a public private kind of more, yeah. well more private effort that does more of the marketing. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Anything else that we haven't touched on that you absolutely want to touch on? Because I mean, this has been phenomenal. I've learned a lot. And I know that our listeners going to have learned a lot. Um, I just I don't know. I I think I I appreciate the opportunity. I I, my message is kind of consistently that just well, and I think that it's consistent with what you know, they teach us like, you know, it starts with it starts at home. So like the business retention and expansion program, like mm-hmm. so essential, like start with like supporting who's there. And so that's through workforce. It's through, you know, retention of your current people. Like it's a retention of your current businesses, like, you know, making the community, the assets, the place that you're in as beautiful as it is and make, you know, maintaining your buildings and your properties and, and recognizing the value that they have and investing in them. 
um, and maintaining them. You know, it's we tear down pretty easily because it's more it's probably more affordable to tear down than to invest in an old building. But like the value of quality of life and like, you know, kind of the 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 stabilization of like some of the old quality that's that can is there. I mean, I think there's value in that. And I don't know. I'm a big advocate of like walkability, bikeability, you know, mm-hmm. like active living, healthy living. Sure. Um things like that. Those are the things that matter. And, you know, take care of yourself. People pay attention to when you're investing in yourself. It's it's like the same even in cities and communities, it's the same as what people tell like therapists will tell people. Like it's like, you know, the work starts at home. Like do it. Like, you know, cities and communities are just big, big groups of people, but the rules are kind of similar. So um it starts at home. Just build on what you got. Strengths and weaknesses. You know, your weaknesses can be strengths. So uh or you can spin them that way. You know, you can kind right. of look so, at well, it so often our, our weaknesses are strengths. The thing that mm-hmm. you know makes us unique is that is that weakness and exactly. how we've overcome it or or learned to work around it or mm-hmm. you know do something unique because of it. All of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Lenora, this has been excellent. This has been very educational for me. Like I said, you're the first director of business attraction I think that we've had on the show. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, can, you know, can I send them your way? Should they email you? Should they connect with you on LinkedIn? How should they reach out? Uh, email is fine. Probably that's the most direct access. Uh, and I think you put that in the show notes or something. Yeah, I am on LinkedIn that. though. Um, mm-hmm. I just tend to be a little bit slower with my LinkedIn. <laughs> my <email. laughs> well, I'm still getting in well, the habit. Gen X and social media is slow. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, good. Hey, this has been excellent. Thank you so much. Um, Say hello to Chris for us. He was a great guest on the show and we like him. And um, again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Mary, have a happy holiday. Enjoy your, enjoy the festivities. Uh, You too. (laughs) Take care. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.